A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. Comfort, give comfort to my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and proclaim to her that her service is at an end. Her guilt is expiated. Indeed, she has received from the hand of the Lord double for all of her sins. A voice cries out, in the desert prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the wasteland a highway for our God. Every valley shall be filled in, every mountain and hill shall be made low. The rugged land shall be made a plain, the rough country a broad valley. Then the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all people shall see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. <clears throat> Go up onto a high mountain, Zion, herald of glad tidings. Cry out at the top of your voice, Jerusalem, herald of good news. Fear not to cry out and say to the cities of Judah, here is your God. Here comes with power the Lord God, who rules by his strong arm. Here is his reward with him, his recompense before him. Like a shepherd, he feeds his flock. In his arms, he gathers the lambs, carrying them in his bosom and leading the ewes with care. The word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be, be to God. God. Lord, let us see your kindness and grant us your salvation. Lord, let us see your kindness and grant us your salvation. I will hear what God proclaims, the Lord, for he proclaims peace to his people. Near indeed is his salvation to those who fear him, glory dwelling in our land. Lord, let us see your kindness and grant us your salvation. Kindness and truth shall meet, justice and peace shall kiss. Truth shall spring out of the earth, and justice shall look down from heaven. Lord, let us see your kindness and grant us your salvation. The Lord himself will give his benefits. Our land shall yield its increase. Justice shall walk before him and prepare the way of his steps. Lord, let us see your kindness and grant us your salvation.
A reading from the second letter of St. Peter. Do not ignore this one fact, beloved, that with the Lord one day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years like one day. The Lord does not delay his promise, as some regard delay, but he is patient with you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief, and then the heavens will pass away with a mighty roar, and the elements will be dissolved by fire, and the earth and everything done on it will be found out. Since everything is to be dissolved in this way, what sort of persons ought you to be? Conducting yourselves in holiness and devotion, waiting for and hastening the coming of the day of God, because of which the heavens will be dissolved in flames and the elements melted by fire. But according to his promise, we await new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. Therefore, beloved, since you await these things, be eager to be found without spot or blemish before him at peace. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Alleluia. from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. The beginning of the Gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. As it is written in Isaiah the prophet, Behold, I am sending my messenger ahead of you. He will prepare your way. A voice of one crying out in the desert, Prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight his paths. John the Baptist appeared in the desert, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. People of the whole Judean countryside and all the inhabitants of Jerusalem were going out to him and were being baptized by him in the Jordan River as they acknowledged their sins. John was clothed in camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist. He fed on locusts and wild honey. And this is what he proclaimed. One mightier than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop and loosen the thongs of his sandals. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So, I know most of you probably like to go to the movies, right? I know I like to go to the movies. But before you go 
and see every one of these movies right before each one shows. They always have trailers, you know, previews of coming attractions, right? It's, it's you know, Hollywood's way of trying to, to sell you on the next picture, to arouse interest in it, to get you to, to come see the next thing. And I think today's gospel passage would make a fantastic movie trailer. I want you to use your imagination with me, okay? So we fade in from black on this expansive desert. You hear the wind. Heat waves rippling across the desert as the sun slowly rises. We see a silhouetted figure of a man walking slowly toward us. The announcer says, He came from the desert. One man dressed in camel's hair, preaching a message of repentance. You cut to John, right? And he's standing there, his hair's blowing back in the wind. Prepare the way of the Lord! Then a slow dissolve to rippling waters of the Jordan River. And you see people coming into the water. And John's dipping them down and bringing them up, and that water flows off of them in slow motion and everything. And the announcer continues, and he baptized masses of them in repentance of their sins. But he told them, one is coming. A mightier one is coming. Can you picture that? Can you see that trailer? Is that a movie you'd want to see? I think I would. I want to find out who's coming. Wouldn't you want to know? Well, my friends, in this, the second Sunday of Advent, our church calls upon us as people of faith to prepare with eagerness for the coming of Christ, our Lord, into the world, to prepare to celebrate His incarnation and to glory in God's plan of salvation for each one of us. If you were paying attention to the readings, you might have noticed the first reading sounded an awful lot like the gospel. There's a good reason for that, okay? Our gospel writer wanted people to hearken back to that time. Prepare the way of the Lord. These were the words on the lips of John the Baptist, but they were also from the prophet Isaiah. And when Isaiah first spoke these words, he was speaking to the people of Israel who were rather miserable at the moment. They had been captured by the Babylonians and taken into captivity. This was about 587 B.C., give or take, right? And they stayed there for roughly 80 years. This prophecy was to them to be joyful that the end of that captivity was near, that they would be coming back really fast, you know, so fast, you'd, a nice, flat, straight road, knock down the mountains, fill in the valleys with the rubble, you know, kind of like the, the interstate highway system. Going to move really fast and get back home. It'll be joyful. But the thing about prophecy, like Isaiah's prophecy, is it not only speaks to the people who first hear it through the, the proximate prophecy, but it speaks to the later ages. It also speaks of the coming of Jesus for which we are preparing during Advent. The glory of the Lord will be revealed. Isaiah said that. Here is your God. He comes with power. Isaiah said that too. The people of Israel did not see God as they left Babylon and came back to Jerusalem. 
The people who got to see God were the ones in Bethlehem, Nazareth, Jerusalem, all those little places Jesus walked around to. But these words also look forward for us to the second coming, when heaven and earth will pass away and be renewed, and when all people will face the final judgment. So as John called people to prepare for the coming of Christ into the world, so also he speaks to us. We must be prepared for the second coming at the end of the world. Now, it's been 2,000 years, right? To those of us who live and die and the people who have been there in between, um, it seems like it's taking forever. It's been a very long time. But as St. Peter reminded us in his letter, it's the blink of an eye for God, if even that. God who is outside space and time, the past, the present, the future, all are one. So for him, that second coming is instantaneous. Those of us who have to live through time feel it dragging on and on and on. And so for us, it will indeed seem like a thief coming in the night. All of a sudden, there it is. Maybe in our lifetime, maybe in our children's lifetime, who knows? We do not know, and we cannot know the time of his coming. But we should strive to pre be prepared at all times for that eventuality, whether it's our end or the end of the world. This means that we should try to live our lives in a way that avoids sin. And if we fall into sin, as soon as possible, we should seek reconciliation. Now, I know, it's embarrassing, right? It's embarrassing to walk into that little box and say, hey, I messed up. But guess what? Everybody messes up. Everybody needs reconciliation. Don't let embarrassment stand in your way. We should strive as much as possible to live in the world, but not of the world. God has given us many beautiful, wonderful things. They're for our benefit. They're to help us to grow in our own spirituality. They're, for, they're there for us to help us to, to share with others who need it. We have to be aware of the need to help compassionately those who are less fortunate than I, because our Lord has asked us to do this. We need to try to always have prayer in our hearts, on our lips, in our minds. It doesn't have to be complicated. It can be simple. The, the monks who lived in the monastery, they had that rule, ora et labora, pray and work, right? They dig in the garden while they're praying, right? Whatever you're doing, it can be even something as simple as the Jesus prayer. Do you know what I mean by the Jesus prayer? It's very short. It's very simple. Five seconds or less. Lord Jesus, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. That's it. Just randomly throughout the day. Say it out loud or in your mind. Use a, if you've got a Westminster Chimes clock that bongs every 15 minutes, there you go. When you hear the bell, say a prayer. Being prepared also means that we have to especially draw near to the Eucharist. 
The Eucharist is Christ's very presence among us, actually here for us. It is in the Eucharist that He gives us the strength and the courage to live through this life here on earth while we live throughout the passage of time, while we live through both the pleasures and the joys and the toil and the tears. So when we do finally come to the final scene of our life and it everything fades to black and we see the biggest DN sign we've ever seen, will we be prepared? God loves you.